Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello, hey, hey guys, we are back. I am Otto, and this is the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 347. Tonight, I'm joined with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. Alex Schlegel. Good to see everybody. Glad to be hanging out, guys. And uh, Dr. E, Eric Dietrich. Welcome hey, back up? to the show. It's Thank been a you while. so much. It Stand has style. been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> Dude, oh, so speaking of that, Stained has, I got this thing notification. It says Stained is having like a reunion virtual concert. And they're like, tickets like 50 bucks for like the two sets and a t-shirt. Virtual? Yeah. Are you doing it? I, I bought two t-shirts. So yeah, I'm in. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm going to have two, I'm going to have my two, uh, both on my phone and on the laptop. I'm going to be watching Stain. It's going to be amazing. You're joking, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, dude, I don't no, know, I, man. You're you're mis- you you're a mysterious so cat. I know. For people who are just listening to us, you see Jared's face. It was fucking hilarious. She's just staring down, like, <laughs> "Where's the punchline? Where's the punchline? Where's this going?" I, it just popped up on my phone today. I was like, "What the fuck?" Dude, <laughs> I guess it just thinks I like stained. I guess. The fact that these bands still may re- remain relevant, like, what the fuck? I would never see you in the before times, let alone yeah, honestly, though, a virtual concert. His country stuff was actually pretty decent, I thought. Dude, I had no idea about that until, uh, like, my last job. Um, yeah. There was this one dude, like, country boy, who was kind of like, he was like, yeah, man, he's really good. I'm like, wait, is that motherfucker, like, staying back? Like, you know what I mean? I never put this, yeah. like, because it's I not actually did. My, I actually did see my... him in concert at... Uh, was it? It was pretty cool. Um, I saw him at uh, where the fuck was it? Maybe it was like nine thirty club. I think it was nine thirty. Really? Wow. Yeah. Or no, it was Ramshead Live. It was Ramshead oh, Live. Yeah. Okay. Was that Aaron Lewis or Stained? It was Aaron Lewis. Okay. So like it was Aaron Lewis. Yeah. I mean, he did play like that song, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, it was like under the guise of like Aaron Lewis as like the country guy. But, I, I guess wow, I can't get beyond funny. that. I, I got like, free tickets for it or something. Oh, there you go. You didn't. You didn't actually throw some shekels towards that. So. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I How just many can't gold get backs. Did you spend <laughs> gold backs? Yeah, was Utah like gold backs. Eighty gold backs. <laughs> yeah, Jared, throw up that gold back. Yeah, hard to see on the. Oh uh, yeah, it's kind of cool though. It's so pretty for our looking. listeners, since this is yeah audio, this is great for the audio, huh? I know. No, there's Jared's this. My friend gave. His, uh, yeah, he yeah, My friend gave me this thing. It's called a, a Utah Goldback, and it's uh, it's basically in the shape of like a small dollar, and it's made with one one thousandth of a troy ounce of twenty four karat gold. Ooh, but I think they actually cost. They're they're apparently in high demand, but they cost like three dollars. Uh, okay. Well, it's probably worth about a dollar. It's probably worth about a dollar, a U.S. dollar in gold. So is that like? So is that like the equivalent of like a Satoshi for Bitcoin? Nah, dude. Satoshi is like way less than that. One, I know. It's a joke. It's I mean, in all, in all I, honesty. I don't, I don't like understand I, your humor today, Phil. 
I'm it's, taking you I, at face I value burnt, for everything. <laughs> well, my face. Everything value. you say, I'm taking at face value. I'll oh, face value. It's not good looking. If it's face value, man. A very We're, burnt uh, face it, value. It's very burnt. If people who are just listening, to this, my arm. You should see how like red my arm. Like, <laughs> my God, it's hurt. It hurts. Like I'm sitting here and it hurts so bad. I got burnt so bad at this brewery today. I went white all boy, to, white yeah. boy sunburn. Yeah, yeah white boy. <laughs> white boy sunburn. Yeah. Oh man. So I went out there. We started drinking. We got there right around noon, and I. Like my wife didn't really care. She's more of like a whiskey drinker. She doesn't really drink beer. She gets too full on it. But she was like, "I want to try it. I want to try." It. So we were just trying beers, and she, every each one she'd get, she didn't like. So she got like four beers that she didn't like, plus the the four or five beers I was getting myself. And by like two o'clock, I was like hammered. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, I can't drive home. Was this she was before them? Like all? No, of she would take a sip, and she'd be like, "Well, I don't like this one. Like I can't like." And then you say so you would drink it. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because you couldn't take the beers into the whiskey section of this of the distillery, so I was just drinking it all. And then we went and started drinking whiskey. And then I, at that time, I was like, if I drink any more, couldn't I'm gonna she, be puking. They didn't offer like flights. I mean, they. I mean, I'm sure that they would have, but it's probably not something we weren't smart. I wasn't smart enough because like the one I went in there for like my fourth beer, and they were like, "Do you want to try one of these?" I'm like, "Shit, we could try one." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, you well, can just any helped. bar you can be like, hey, can I try that? And they'll give you like a little fucking shot. I didn't of it. think, I know, I didn't <laughs> think about it. I was already sunburned and, and tired and drunk. So I just, yeah. So that's, that's what I've been up to today. How was nice your guys' man. weekend? What was the level of COVID there, Otto? Like, what are they COVID? Um, it's in Virginia, right? Like northern, like kind of country northern Virginia. Uh, yeah, like kind of west, a little bit west of northern Virginia. So it's like a little bit northwest of, of D.C. And it's what you'd expect here for the most part. You just yeah. wore a mask inside. Oh, but there was a lot of dummies. They're wearing a mask outside. And it's like they're wearing it like waiting in line to get food. And the people that were cooking the food didn't have masks on. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like like this made no sense but i i didn't wear a mask i didn't wear a mask at all and i was I, and when we went inside i had like i alex saw my mask the one that says the illusion of safety it's made of cheesecloth it's literally like it a, it's like a dryer sheet that he has on his <laughs> and it, it provides no protection just like your mask yeah. and uh i was i it was the same you know what you expect around here for the maryland dc dc area it's it's pretty high levels of People still masked up. COVID idiocy. Yeah. It's uh it's funny, man, but it's pockets. It's like pockets of give a fuck. Cause uh so tell us, yeah, tell us what you're doing. Yeah, well, like Saturday. Um, so our boy James Cook, he's out in this town, um, Rock Hall, Maryland. And it's dude, the thing, it's literally like if I walk, if I walk like there's a state park in Dundalk, which is like Eastern Baltimore County and like, and like East of the city. And you can literally see it right across the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. It's, you can literally see it. Like if, if you can go down there, it's a big long fishing pier and like park and you can, you can see it, but it took damn near one and a half hours going the Bay bridge, which is sketchy as fuck for those that have never driven over it or know of it. It's like super sketch. I don't know. I don't like driving over it. I guess if you do it every day, you just like the level of anxiety comes down. But I just so getting over there it took about an hour, hour and a half. So you have two options. You could go up towards Delaware and come back down the eastern shore. 
And dude, it was as soon as you get over to the Eastern Shore of Maryland, it's like, where am I? Like, I feel like I'm down south. Nobody gives a fuck about the mass. Like every business establishment. Yeah, they do it. It's like, you know, security theater, like the, the owners or the, the wait staff at, a, at the restaurant we went to or, or wherever the case may be. They're just, dude, they don't care over there. People are just walking out, living life. And it. so our friend James is running for city council. And the election is of all days on a Saturday at the fire department. It's a small little dude. The town was like Mayberry, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like, hello neighbors, you know? And it's like, so James has lived there for I think 15 years and he's running for city council and he has a shot. So we just went door to door all day, Saturday, uh, four of us. And then a whole crew today drove, drove over there just like, a bunch of people in Mises caucus, a bunch of people, just libertarians, Maryland libertarian, like the people that are doing shit. And it was really refreshing, like talking to locals and dude, you get away from like these cities or even in the cities, people are so done with this shit. So then that was yesterday. And then Saturday night, Otto was there. Our buddy, Paul, who's in Maryland. Now he he's the, he's the radical caucus chair. So he just put on this event at this restaurant in Towson, Maryland. It's called Bread and Circuses. Banging food. Would you not agree? Like, yeah, I, I had the chicken and waffles and the, they were like dude, spicy. It's fucking awesome. Fucking banging food. But our friend dude, Paul. I, I, am a, I am a chicken and waffles convert as of late. Dude, oh, how, I love chicken how, and waffles so good. How good like, is chicken and waffles? Oh, where the fuck did I have it recently? Oh, man, dude. It, fuck. It was so Miss good. Shirley, Miss Shirley's? Yes, yeah. it was Miss Shirley's. Oh shit! Yeah, they're known for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, yeah, yeah. good fucking guess, man. Yeah, it was at Miss yeah. Shirley's. It was so goddamn small good. Small guess. Small more yeah. guess, dude. And Miss Shirley's yeah. is like the shit already. Yeah, but yeah, that was banging, dude. It was, yeah, man. It was, it was so refreshing being over in like a different like town, and then like just Saturday night, uh, bread and, or bread and circuses. It's this bar and restaurant, really nice, like really good food. Just very limited menu, but what they do, they do it well. You know, it's like, yeah, you're going to get this and it's going to be fucking good. You know, it's going to be good. Great beers on tap. And my buddy Paul, who's like now the Libertarian Party Radical Caucus chair for the state of Maryland, he's cool as fuck. And like when he hit me up, he's like, hey, I'm creating this event and I'm not on Facebook, but I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Like you pick bread and circuses. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, wait, that's that same restaurant back in like 2012. 2011 we used to have like grassroots ron paul meetups there and used to pack the place and the, but so the owner's a huge libertarian huge ron paul like just super enthusiastic he's like fuck yeah come on in like the whole wait staff there was super like stoked they're wearing masks but literally they didn't give a shit there was no coat like they weren't like put your mask on put your mask on there was no covid cairns and you know Debbie Downer Diane's there. Like it was just <laughs> like it was Diane's. Just, yeah, goddamn Diane's. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Jack Diane's. Yeah. But it was just very refreshing. Like, all right, cool. And the wait staff was like, oh, cool. Like Paul got all these radical caucus buttons and uh just and, and like the, the waitresses staff. were like digging through it. They're like, oh, I want this one. And like <laughs> it said, like, I heart uh what it private funded roads or something like that like but yeah say, like radical libertarian shit on them and right? all these majors like oh i like this one it's got a peace logo or like, yeah i'm having one that's like oh, yeah. you know re-legalized shrooms or stuff like that <laughs> re-legalized meth yeah. <laughs> meth. you know just radical like paul legalized recreational nukes yeah dude yeah, yeah. 
Dude, if you dug deep enough in this box, like it's a huge the, box, it was a huge box, and it was like buttons for every single levels of liberty. And uh, so, yeah, it was really refreshing that the staff and they're like, "Oh, when are you guys having other events, or where do you normally meet up?" And we're like, "All right, well, next meeting is this month, and come on, meet up with us." And it was just like, "Fuck yeah!" It's like the Ron Paul gift, like it's fucking happening, you know? It's yeah, we're people. having the next probably probably the next Baltimore County Libertarian meeting we're having there probably the end of May. So yeah, they were super Jared, cool. I expect you to be there, Jared. Yeah, which what is it? I don't know. Somewhere at the and, end of May. I'll be there. End of May. Dude, it's so refreshing to support businesses that are just at that level. We're just going to do enough to care, but we are sick of this fucking shit. And we're just thankful that you're patronizing our business as if it was the before times, you know? Mm. And it's so if refreshing. only the people who ran the convention felt that way or who hosted right? us at the convention felt that way. Yeah, so yeah. a little a little teaser for our after hours crowd. For yeah, a- I'll talk about it in the after hours, but a lot of people have been talking about what happened at the Maryland convention, Libertarian convention. I'll talk about it in the after hours. I'm not going to put it out here, but some shit went yeah. down. Maybe yeah. a few people. But thank you for if you're a Patreon supporter, throw us some shekels and you'll get the right. GCD. You guys want to hear our paid customers. You got it. There's levels to the shit. You know, <laughs> you can't. We're not just going to spill. We're not going to give you everything. Yeah, you a bunch of freeloaders and takers. Yeah, one dollar money. Fuck, one dollar, one Fed note. You know what? Make it five Fed notes just for being so lazy and not doing <laughs> it. Get on the five dollar yeah. level. Yeah. So, Eric, uh, Doctor E, man, tell us, tell us what's up, dude. Glad you're joining us tonight, yeah. man. Oh uh, yeah, pleasure to be here. <clears throat> I was on here. I think it was 2018. Mm-hmm. The name of the episode was Alien War Boner. So if you want to go back in the archive and yeah. pull that one up. And, uh, <laughs> I was definitely having Matt Bergman's input in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were down Liberty Basement, Anarchy Basement. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, of course, you got to have like a dick in the title, according to Bergman. You know, There's a dick in probably at least 30% of t- all titles. Well, it's a requirement. Yeah. Uh, back back then I would have considered myself a progressive. Um, it was like shortly after AOC got into Congress and when she was kind of causing a stir and seemed like an authentic politician, which she no longer does seem that way. Um, and I was into like the Bernie Sanders uh, message and all that. So, and uh, over time, yeah, I've, I was always open to other ideas, like libertarian ideas and whatever else. And I just it just kept uh, coming up more in my life, and I kept checking into it. I got I listened to you guys more, listened to Dave Smith, and listened to and Ron Paul, of course. And I was texting Jared as I was like getting into Ron Paul and the Liberty Report, and I was like, dude, not only is this guy like so impressive and like his career and his accomplishments. But he's this like cute older gentleman with this like sweet voice. And I just like really like love him. I work with elderly people too, so like I've always like just loved elderly older people. So I was getting into him, and like there was just kind of one moment that stuck out where I was listening to Dave Smith, and in order to get to whatever point he was about to make, he did like a summation of kind of like the history of the government in the United States, and he only went back to like 1865. And just kind of like was explaining how the government was super small back then on a federal level. And, uh, you know, people had a lot more freedom and liberty. 
And it's just continued to basically grow and grow to what we have now. And that's made me think like, oh yeah, like when I was born, the government was extremely large and it's only gotten bigger. So like in our lifetimes, we've never seen like a small government in any kind of real way, at least on a national level. And and then I just started thinking like, yeah, I remember last time I was on, you guys brought up the whole point what's like, yeah, taxes, there's no opt out, you know, you're forced in. And uh, it just really turned me around. I wouldn't say I'm a full libertarian because I haven't really read enough yet. And I also felt like I got those other labels off me. I'm not ready to put another one on or like whatever. But uh, like that was what turned me around, I think, just more understanding the history of how we got here. And I think as people that are what we say statists, it, it seems like the solution to the problems that they see it should be solved by the state because the state is so big right now and has so much power and all of our like resources. But then if you take a step further in thinking, it's like, oh, yeah, it shouldn't even be like that way to begin with. Right. So those are kind of some of the key points that turn me around. And uh, I'm glad to be back here and talk with you. I was thought that maybe like sharing this would help your listeners talk to people in their life and maybe give them a little history of like, oh, yeah, you know, the government actually used to be a lot smaller and worked a lot better. And yeah. Okay, nice, man. Sure, dude, that's awesome. Dude, I think you were also telling me that there was like certain COVID related stuff that kind of pushed you over. Oh, yeah. So then you look at the government uh, just failing and being so tyrannical and horrible this whole last year plus. And uh, I definitely want less and less to do with it. And, you know, what does the government do? It's like the permanent war state and the forever wars and, you know, the Wall Street bailouts. It's like, uh, yeah, the government really doesn't do uh, very much good at all that i can really find and and right. like the status keep thinking like oh yeah i'll change it by voting or like this other guy but it's like no it's like, you have to get further back and see like this whole system is fucked and like yeah putting Pretty other much. people into it is not going to fix it or really help that much no. right and then the people that people that they do rally around like aoc as you pointed out well now she's like basically saying like oh the democrats are good now like yeah, <laughs> you know, and like the actual like socialists out there, like the legit socialists have like completely disowned her and said like, oh, yeah, she's just like a fake socialist. Yeah, she got and behind like, the paywall. She got so now she's just like, okay, cool. I got right. my I got my gravy train for the rest of my life. Fuck you guys. I'm staying in power. Like, I don't even yeah. care. And then, you know, Bernie, basically the same thing, endorses Biden. Yeah, you know, what a fucking out sellout. You and it's like. At least you know, Ron stop Paul leaving in politicians. Yeah. At least Ron Except Paul. Rob Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. At least like that's the thing. Like everybody, like well, Ron Paul wasn't coming in there. Like I'm gonna change government. Like I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna. Nope. No, he's just like, look, here's why government sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna vote no on literally like every bill that passes my fucking desk. Go, so yeah, go down yeah. the rabbit hole, and at least at the end of the day, he at least he had the integrity to say, no, I'm not fucking endorsing McCain. I'm not endorsing Mitt fucking Romney. I'm not gonna tell you and any do whatever the fuck you want, you know. Whereas Bernie backed, you know, he, he sellout AOC sellout. Like if you were really ideologically pure. You would never even like considered endorsing the likes of Biden. You know what I mean? If you were even remotely liberal, you know, at least like Dennis Kucinich wasn't like 
You know what I mean? Like there used to be individuals that were like, no, I'm going to like a Ralph or like a Ralph Nader type. Yeah. Like I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm not going to fucking sell out, you know? And how many have sold out since? And it's just like Ron Paul still like, yep, still here. All right. And still just giving you the unvarnished truth. So yeah. Decentralization. That's, that's how it's going to happen. You know, stop relying (laughs) and big government and, and it's going to happen at the local level. Yeah. Anyways. What, so, like, what? Uh, so, have you read any books or anything like uh, in particular? The, the, I'm just, so behind on reading. That's why it's like I don't want to like say I haven't also thought through like every issue, like every policy, and um, you know I'm still a little new to it. But yeah, like reading, I'm way behind. You said you listen to the Liberty Port pretty often. Yeah, yeah. You're there. No worries. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you're good. You don't have to. Yeah, that's the thing. We're big tent here. No, he has to read all of human action before he can call himself <laughs> yeah. a libertarian. Before you like can be a real libertarian. <laughs> yeah. You're not a real libertarian unless you read human action. <laughs> I, I have, I'll be honest, like, I don't have, think I've read a whole chapter of human action. You're not a real libertarian unless you read like uh I read the like the better Jekyll version of Rothbard. Like, sure, I'm gonna read Creature of Jekyll Island. It's only a couple thousand pages. Sure, I'm on it. I think I, I read like know. a quarter of Man Economy State. Oh damn! I dude, think I just right. read like man. <laughs> <laughs> I read the man part. <laughs> uh, Jared's a man. That's, that's it. What would you guys recommend? Like, if Eric was going to read something, though, um, small stuff for me. I was always yeah. like economic stuff. That, that's also kind of like libertarian. Is uh, what has government done to our money by Murray Rothbard? And it's like a few Ooh. of his essays put together. It's only like what a hundred pages. Yeah, you, you get through it like no. Dude, that, that's and then a solid. economics one less. Economics one lesson. Mm-hmm. Yep, solid. Yeah, the um, the one excerpt from the law, the the where Bastiat oh, yeah, talks about oh, like Bastiat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so good. And that's a small. That's like what seventy pages. Not even. Is the whole book only seventy? I think it's seventy pages. Okay. Man. Yeah, it might. It's be. like this is small shit. So you're, yeah, you're yeah. right in my wheelhouse because I'm I can't read. And like Ron Paul's book. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Good I mean, call he's got there. a few, but there was one that like really fucking got me. Was it Liberty to Find or something like that? Uh, the first it might one, be Liberty to Find. Yeah. Or Revolution and Manifesto. That's his first. Yeah. No, no, it was the Manifesto. Yeah, it was the Manifesto. Yeah. Because um, it came out like, I don't I don't want to say it was like right after nine eleven, but it was like. Yeah, actually, it might have been like 2000. No, no, it was, it was, was 2008 run. It was his 2008 yeah, yeah. run and it was pretty cool. Like, uh, but he just breaks book? down like every sort of argument. Yeah, because most swinging dick, every swinging dick puts out a po- like puts out a book when they're running for president. He actually put that book out after he like lost the nomination and wasn't like it came out after the election. You know, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was funny. I was listening to Tom Woods podcast and, and he was interviewing Malice and even Malice was like, dude, don't read Ron Paul's and the Fed. It's like low level. But the Revolution of Manifesto, like it completely changed like publication. The fact that, you know, all these anybody running for president when you go to like Target or Wally World or whatever, like low energy, whatever low energy shopping corporate box store you go to. <laughs> Every swinging dick and like 
they, they have or or females. They they have the swinging, swinging vagina. vagina. Yes. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> final name. <laughs> but everybody has the books and they're all ghost written and they're all garbage. And the reason it came up was like I guess Malice was talking about like Kamala the cop, and her book came out. And apparently, oh. apparently, oh. some who's coming to town. By the way, oh, that not Kamala's big oinker herself. Yeah, big oh, oinker yeah. herself. Yo, let's have a rally out that outside that John. But anyways, but uh, I don't know. But but anyways, I, I digress. But basically, Michael Malice lost like was like paid a thousand bucks by a donor to read Kamala's book on air because it's apparently like the worst one. Out of all the pre- out of all the candidates in 2020, apparently her book, like who the fuck actually reads all those books? And like, you know what? Her book was the worst. Like the fact that that's someone's job to rate someone, those books. Yeah, someone that gets paid probably. Yeah. Someone that's gets paid. So he brought it up, but he just thought it. And, and Tom Woods agreed that it was crazy that that Ron Paul's presidential book came out after because he didn't give a shit about the presidency. He just wanted to like, here, flip the switch on, like flip the switch on. Like, well, he's like, all right, everyone already knows my name, so let me let attach me my name to this like book of philosophy and just kind of slide it out there and see if anybody picks it up. So, Revolution and Manifesto is a good one, and Liberty A to Z that's a good one, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, because um, that was funny. You brought it up, Otto. Like at the uh, convention, um, Jorge came up to us at the at the pregame at uh, Timbuktu. Uh, yeah, too. Before the convention, and Jorge was like, "Dude, I'm reading the audio book of Ron Paul A to Z, and I'm like halfway through." But the great thing about that book, Eric, yeah. is just like it, it's broken down like every single issue, and then basically from a liberty perspective. So he was like, "I'm really," I think he was listening it on audio or maybe digital. And I told That's him, "I, I like, most of these books it was audio, and then I, yeah. I had bought a physical copy and I'd read it. Or if I, you know, I just do that like during Christmas time, I have like extra hours when I'm working." And I'll be working like 12 to 16 hours a day. And I just, I can only fill it with so many podcasts. So I just go ahead and just listen yeah. to an audiobook. Like I'll listen to the law. I'll listen to uh, human action. I'll just do just stuff like that. Uh, there's, there's really great resources out yeah. there. Like you can just find for free on YouTube. If you have the yeah. time just to listen to it, and it kind of helps you get through it. But I always make sure I buy a physical copy whenever I listen oh, to an yeah. audiobook. Nev, Nev in the comments uh, saying Liberty Defined is my favorite. And I, I told Jorge, I, I told him, I was like, dude, get a hard copy because what's great about it is like, dude, you're going to want to go back to that. You know what I mean? Because like, that's the thing, like every political season, it's always like these hot button issues. So it's always good to have a reference. Like it's a great reference where you could just go back and be like, hmm, like it's where any anybody debating anything or discussing any topic, you can always refer back to it. And so that's a great book, Liberty Defined. Uh, economics in one lesson, and what government has done to our money? of the elders of Zion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No. That's dude. Those are those are great starts. Those are those are great starts. And I don't know anybody else that has uh, suggestions. Throw them in the comments. So For real, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, so going back to what you were saying, your episode you were on, I cannot find Alien War Boner. Yeah, but what I, episode? So I searched. I searched Boner. Well, it might be. Ch- and it's uh, the, there's three titles with Boner in it. Uh, episode <laughs> one. Episode one forty one was Bitcoin Boner. Bitcoin. <laughs> the description is net neutrality, Bitcoin, Norway decriminalizes drugs, sexual harassment, more. And then there's Slick Willie Funeral Boner. 
<laughs> episode 176. McCain is dead. Hop's birthday. McCain Trump is sends dead. aid to Pakistan. Slick Willie's boner. ER chick and Bonner. I don't. I don't. Or Boehner, I guess. And then the last. This one's the best title. Episode two. Uh, two six. Liberty boner. And and the description is Matt gets too high. <laughs> Trump actually being a fascist, coronavirus and the nap, sex robots and more. <laughs> I can't well, find it because I can't. can't. It might be because can you I can't. search it in one word. For some reason, I feel like it was like a one word, maybe to fit in. <laughs> Try that. That's well, it's like the first fifty-six episodes are missing off here, but I don't think you were in the first fifty-six. Anyways. No, 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 no. After, was a, I, I joined it after the hundredth episode. You said it was one what? Oh, and there's Boomer Lives Matter. That was episode seven. Eric, what'd you say? <laughs> what number was it? I don't know the number. It was a three, oh. 300 something. Oh. Three. <laughs> maybe Alien War Boner was the After Hours title. Or maybe. maybe. Mm. But yeah, it was just funny. I, I love. I just love searching like for topic titles. Can just like it always comes up with like Dick or something like that. <laughs> and there's like 15 episodes with Dick in it. Or <laughs> Wait, that you were on before we. You were on the basement, but we mm-hmm. like three hundreds. We were already out of the basement. Yeah, so he was, so was in definitely the way before yeah, that. Wrong. Yeah, whatever. Was it? He was definitely we'll on. Find it. <laughs> we'll find it. He was. On. I will. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like it was chill, and I, I mean, uh, we, whoever you know, guests can find out who what episode he was wins a free T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You can whoever find whoever Dr. messages e. it to Phil on Facebook first. Well, Phil's dead, so. On auto gassing on Facebook. There you go. At filthy, at filthy DC on the Twitter. <laughs> or yeah. Slide slide into his DMs. You can figure it out. Um yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So Eric, how, what else like what um so what else have you been reading, man? What else have you been getting into? Uh like I said, I'm still kind of new said- here. Um <laughs> and I think like it, yeah, like I was saying, it just took me that uh, step back of being like, oh, yeah, like I can see how the state could possibly solve any problem because it has the resources to do so. But like then once you look at the history of like 250 consecutive years of like working for like the wealthiest of the wealthy and like them only, it's like what you got to just like, kind of get real. And I was like, oh, I got to get real here. Like the state's not going to provide solutions for anything. Uh, but like, I'm still like, I'm, I'm struggling too. Cause I'm like, well, what would the libertarian position be on social security? Like just refund everybody what they paid and get that done. I mean, it already exists. There's a lot of things that already exist that the state has already done. So now I'm trying to work my way back through like how we could deconstruct it. And like, is it giving out people, you know, paying out what people put in, like you get whatever you, you know, you put in, you get, that's what your, sump, your, you know, your, your lump sum is and you can, or they privatize it and they say, Hey, you know, yeah. you pick a bank, you know, and instead we incentivize banks to start these programs of offering people to put in money, and maybe they may they might match it to a certain percentage if you use that bank. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like talking right I mean, now. But even, it's just like, what's yeah. the way? Like, what's the way to get that back? Because the money's gone. Like, right. and the the thing is, is there's also another moral question of, well, the people like the money the people are getting now, it's not their money. It's our money. 
their money was already spent on their their older people that are dead, long dead. It's so a, it's like, it's is it fair? Is yeah, is it fair to give triangles them triangles. money back that was ta- was expropriated from them? So it's like, what's what's the moral solution, really? Yeah, Allow and is it just simply out. just huh? Allow us to opt out. We're basically that should be like, I mean, that should be like the we, first thing. we basically sign a waiver, like saying like, all right, from this day forth, you will not accept a single but like you have to payment. But like but you, you have realize to you're on your own. People. Yeah, but I mean, you have to sympathize with the people that have been forced to pay into it for like 50 years, and then they're like, all right, now it's time to get my check. And then you're like, oh, actually, we're just going to get rid of this whole thing. You don't get your check. Yeah. You know, there's got to be kind of hard to do. That's kind of hard to do to people. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, well, that money that you thought was even if, you know, you're against it and, and you thought it was being stolen. Like it's been stolen and it's been used to, you know, buy bombs and it's not actually your money anymore. So like, how are we, how do you expect us to pay you back? You know, print more dollars and just devalue your dollars anyways. Like, you know, I, like I sympathize with with it, but yeah, I think if I was gun to my head, I would say like, just fucking just got to just get rid of it and just let the, let the market provide replacements for it. The first step in like, yeah, I mean, the first step in solving a problem is to actually identify it. I mean, other than uh, how many people are actually like talking about it, that it's like, dude, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's not going to be fucking around. Like, we got to figure something out. We can't just keep going this course. So just identifying and figuring out ways. And there's got to be a way because I do. That is true. Like you sympathize. Like if they was like, if they today, like, oh, you didn't pay so much. It's like, man, for like 20 some odd years, I've been paying into this bullshit, you know. But in the long run, like the. If I didn't have to continue paying into it, like if there was a cutoff at a certain time where it's like, all right, I'll be okay if I no longer have to pay into this. And if whatever I did pay into it takes care of whoever's staying on said programs, that's fine. But from this day forth, I'm responsible for my own self, my family's well-being. Like, you know, I'm I'm taking responsibility now. No longer this collectivist bullshit that's clearly not working and broke. So I digress. Yeah, I think the libertarian position, and for me, in my experience also, it was the hardest to get to because, like I said, I'll just keep coming back to, like, the state's so big, like, and plus through, like, public education, we're, like, indoctrinated into statism and, like, voting and, like, this is how it is. It's supposed to be like this. And so it's a hard position to get to where you think, okay, well, this actually should not be here, this whole system. But it's also like the hardest position to uh, do activism on and like to achieve the goals because the state is already there. It's already enormous, has like endless power and resources. It's like a pretty hard thing to take apart. Would you guys agree that it's like really hard to get the libertarian goals accomplished through the current system? Oh, 100 percent, because it's so we're so ingrained. I mean, just like you said, like 90, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably 90 some percent of Americans are indoctrinated in public schools. So they're already from an early age thinking like they're already in a state system that they think this is the way. And, um, and they're in, there's so many people indoctrinated in that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are definitely people who would disagree with me on this, but I don't see, I don't see there being any sort of political solution to any of this. Like you're not going to get rid of, politics essentially by by politics right no you got yeah. like, you have to be like 
you have to like well i mean so like i think phil and and alex like they're involved in the lp pretty heavily but i don't think it's the idea of like we're gonna get like the government to roll itself back by you know i think no. it's more of like a spreading the message type of a situation yeah i'm not delusional like but, i want to right. i want to spread the message but i want to spread it hardcore where it's just like waking people up to reject yeah. the system and that's the only thing you can it. really do in terms of activism in, in my opinion is you know waking people up introducing people to the ideas and philosophy and then kind of trying to opt out of the system as much as you can, you know, try to, I mean, obviously, you know, it's hard to not pay taxes, right? Cause then you, you, you have the potential of going to jail, but like, you know, there are, there are ways to just like not participate so much in the system and sort of just treat it as though it is this sort of just like stupid thing that exists. That's, you know, unfortunate, but like, you know, not accepting as like, Oh, this is a good thing that has to exist and blah, blah, blah. Like, just re- even just recognizing that fact is like a step in in the right direction but yeah i mean i don't i don't see any political solutions to like rolling like yeah okay you get like marijuana gets legalized or whatever but then it's like now you introduce new things where it's like now there's like government licensing around it so now you know it's still kind of it's still it's legal people aren't a lot of people aren't going to jail less people are going to jail but it's like i you know i can't just start like a weed business out of my house right like like I can't just like go down the street just like selling weed and not not with that attitude. Not yeah. <laughs> not with that not sense that. of entrepreneurship. <laughs> not with that not with that defeatist attitude, Jared. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think um, you know, spreading the ideas and just getting people to like the more and more people who sort of decide like, yeah, the state is stupid. The gr- it'll just kind of gradually, I think, just kind of lose its like lose its power. I think that's really the only way Eric or just collapses or just collapses because like, you know, the dollar fucking collapses or the empire collapses like Rome or whatever. Like that's, that'll probably be the most likely scenario. Really, Well, that's what, that's where we're heading. And and Eric, would you agree? Like, would you say that like the COVID is maybe like accelerated? You're going down the rabbit hole, just seeing how fucking ridiculous the state is. For sure. It's been like failure after failure. They're like, preaching about science but not being scientific in any way about this like you got fauci out there taking multiple positions at any given time like he's an embarrassment um yeah so that for sure was very frustrating and i was i wanted to make this point too like i feel like now you would there would be a more than what you would expect as an influx into libertarian thought and into the party or what the process or the idea because because of that like uh the government like covid didn't close down your business or your school like the government did fucking government did you know yeah right so i think this is a good time to like turn people on or be like uh you know cast your net to bring people into this idea 100 percent, and i think like and to jared's point i don't we're not going to vote ourselves out of this but i think people are just this whole year and a half of this scamdemic people are realizing like you, a free thinker can detach, detach like okay i might i should be maybe slightly concerned with this virus but there's also this like i also should be concerned with the failure of government the tyranny the like the the massive print the printing press just printing 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 and the the tyrannical state that it's becoming 
you know, that they could just come in and shut down your fucking business. They could come in and, you know, like, you know, oh, well, this week we're working at 25%. Oh, next week we might be at 50%. Wait, we'll have to wait and tune in to see what the king did an hour. Right. Like, oh, you got to jail. You have to order a beer with your food or you have to to jail. I'm like, right. Or you know what it reminds me of? Like the fucking like regulations around smoking indoors. Yeah. Where it was like, well, if you're, if like 20% of your, uh, you know, it was like 20% of your income comes from right. food at your bar, then you can still have cigarettes smoking inside or whatever the fuck it was. I, I think eventually they just did away with it completely. But I remember when they first introduced it, it was like, like, what does that suddenly make like cigarettes healthy now because there's food being served? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I remember that because I hated I hated smoking at bars and stuff. And I remember yeah, there I mean, was I one restaurant <laughs> called Rocky Run, and they you used to have this like smoking section, and it was all glass covered in, and <laughs> it was so it's like it was it was like looking. I don't know, you guys remember the movie Independence Day, where like the alien comes to life and like kills all the people as they're like operating on it, as they're cutting open its skin, and the president goes in, he looks at the window, Spoiler it's all alert. foggy. I know, right? Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, it was like yeah. that's what the windows always look like in there. It's like you could look, look in, like what's in there? It's like some type of alien. Like <laughs> there's so much smoke. It's just people just chain smoking. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's a bunch of grandmas just playing fucking Keno, drinking drinking Natty Bows, just like smoking like nonstop. Like I hate yeah. it. I remember. I remember I, Smoking yeah. or non, smoking or non, you never that's Dude, a phrase you'll never hear again. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I hated that when they changed the law, but I also was kind of like, you know what, it is kind of nice not coming home from an establishment yes. and you gotta, you gotta wash all your shit because you smell like straight cigarette. But I didn't like the fact that they had to force a law on businesses to just basically yeah. maybe realize, like, hey, the market has spoken. And you know what's really sad is like. Well, it's closed now. It's a Christian church. I think it's like a write-off. It's like a Jehovah's school, but it's like right around the corner for me. And I used to go there when I was in the Air Force and it was a VFW hall. But a lot of the old timers got pissed. Like I went there a couple times and their mind was blown. They were like, how are you a veteran if you don't have your... And I'm like, I'm still serving. I was over in Korea. So technically I'm a, a veteran of a foreign war. I'm just here for the cheap beer, you know? But uh, they were just like, but I digress, but they nominated like their captain or whatever or whatever it was like dude they had like a military structure of their board at this local vfw that was losing business to begin with it was like all these old crusty dude, are, do, do like do like people but, still go to vfws like i mean not do really like iraq war vets go to vfws i mean it depends if they're smart they weren't smart it was a bunch <laughs> of boomers it was a bunch of boomers, and I'm like, look, if you want to bring people in here, you got to rent this space out. So you could rent it out to punk bands or hardcore bands, like some oh, VFW. Yeah. Like you could, like there. I've seen some of the best shows I've ever been to were in like VFW halls or like Legion halls because yeah. they found, or even there was a Moose Lodge in Dundalk where they used to have this badass fucking car show every fucking year. Like you had, and it was like, it was cool because it was like culture meets like a private business that's a bar like hey sign up for the casino trip to atlantic city or oh this is the vfw's annual trip to like ocean city or whatever like if you were smart they stayed open but this place even with businesses banning smoking because of the government i think that what year was that auto or jerry was probably what like 2008 
I remember. I think it happened first in Pennsylvania, and that was when me and Eric were in college together. Oh, that's right. Because you like, guys, you were. There was, one, there was one like yeah, and there was one bar that was that that was like fuck that shit. It, remember the vet? <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. Oh, vet, it they uh, like they they still like let people smoke. Like they didn't give a fuck. It was yeah. awesome. Because when they pass a law in Maryland, everybody was pissed at this VFW hall that, like, the commander of the VFW hall, they're like, oh, that son of a bitch, he's not allowing smoking in here. And that's when it closed. Because all these old-timers would be like, are you serious? It's a private club. We want to smoke here. And then yeah. they were just like, nope, we'll just drink beer at home and, you know, why bother going out? So Yeah. I still, yeah, I still know of in Pennsylvania, there's private clubs that you can become a member of and you can smoke in there. Like fire and, halls, like fire halls and stuff. Dude, there's yeah, strip clubs that allow smoking. They're just called cl- they're just clubs. Yeah, the such and such club. There's something. Oh, what the hell's the name of it? I think like most strip clubs allow smoking still. Like they somehow are able to get around it. Dude, strip clubs in PA are so rent now. I don't know if they changed the law, but I just remember there used to be because growing up in Reading, PA, they had this place called Al Diamond's Cabaret, and it <laughs> used to be like wait, in and, PA. Yeah, dude. It sounds it like used- one of the ones that's like down in uh down on a uh, Haven Street. No, this place this place was crazy, dude. When I, when I was in like high school and in college, mainly like high school, like they would advertise in college, they would advertise like Howard Stern would advertise for it. They're like, so and so will be performing at such a place in New York City and also at Al Diamond's Cabaret in Reading, Pennsylvania. But I just remember going there like once or twice. And it was so random because it was in like this big industrial area, like by the steel mill in Reading. And like there was all these other industries, like big companies. But like the law was basically like if the strip, like you could be full bar, full bar. And it could be or no, no, no. Full bar could only be topless. But (laughs) bitches, bitches getting butt naked. You could have dudes just getting off a 12 hour shift at the steel mill, pulling in a fucking cooler. Like roll it in with a cooler of like a thirty pack of Yingling and just get fucked up. And like we, they like this place. It was like bot. Like that. It, that was the law. Like if it was nude, it was BYOB. But if it's t- if it's like if we have a bar, like an actual service bar, bartenders, it could only be like only be uh, topless. And I'm like, what sense does that make? Like you literally are having BYOB. Like motherfuckers rolling in here, like. It just was like, wait, like the state makes no sense. So when the COVID stuff, it's like, really? Like none of this makes sense. You know, I digress. But yeah, that was like, so I guarantee, I, think, I guarantee there's strip clubs. I like how Alex wraps up every point with I digress. But <laughs> and I, gu- I, I guarantee there's, there's strip clubs up in PA that still allow smoking or private clubs that just like still oh, respect yeah. your private property. Still respect like if you step through these doors, then – Whatever goes, goes, or You're whatever. Accepting the social contract. Yeah, <laughs> the social contract. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> someone, uh, Chris Bennett. Oh, good old Chris Bennett. He's like Latoya Jackson once stripped there, Alex. <laughs> At Al Diamond, she an actress or something? Oh, one of the Jackson. They they had like the Jacksons had like, oh, like kids. Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ja- she wasn't in the Jackson Five, but she was like. But apparently, she. I don't know. But I yeah. Did. They, I mean, I, I don't know now. <laughs> no, nah, I still would. Phil's got a low bar. Otto's got, he has no standards. Right after Amy Klobuchar, he's going after Latoya Jackson. Get a Cloby yeah. from Klobuchar. <laughs> Get a Cloby. A Cloby. Cloby, baby. Yeah. It's like, yo, baby, yo, baby. 
Let me see. Let me see them lips. <laughs> wow. So, so Eric, you you still live up in Kiev? Where Where do you re- reside in the universe now? Uh, I reside. You, you and met in college, so. Yep, I reside in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. In the city proper, or like you out in Amish country? Uh, I went to high school in the city, but right now I'm out in the suburbs. Okay. Yeah, I gradu- I went to college. I graduated from Thaddeus Stevens in the city. Oh, right so, on. Yeah. Yeah. School. Yeah, my freshman year, I saw Wu Tang for free at Franklin and Marshall. Like we just walked up to sh- like a couple blocks, and it was like it was amazing. And then, but then, like a bunch of dudes I played ball with, like it was like all of them, and they were all from like Philly. They were all like, "Dude, we're seeing Wu Tang for free," and I'm like, "All right, cool." And then a couple like dorks were like, "We're gonna go see like I don't know." They're like a nobodies anymore, and they paid like forty bucks to like go out to Millersville, and I'm like, "That's lame. Why would you want to go there when you could see Wu Tang for free?" Like, what are you uh, doing? Totally. I saw the roots yeah. at FNM. Uh, I don't think it was free, but I was in high school and it was dope. Nice. Yeah. They would get some amazing acts there. Like Lancaster definitely is even Shoot. like 20 years ago. It was like, this place is cool. And now it's like, yeah, at Millersville, I saw Ludacris and it what? was phenomenal. He had a full <laughs> band. He busted through hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, like oh, this yeah. was in 2000, like, 11 i think okay Damn. i knew wow. every song i mean like you forget someone like that or like dmx for example who just passed away it's like you Rest forget peace. yeah R. like R. yeah you start going through his like greatest hits it's like i know this song i know this song. it's like oh dude he was like relevant for a long time not as much as ludicrous i don't think but like still it's like yeah it's great concert i saw dmx in concert once too wow damn well, speaking of concerts uh the, you know, last night there was actually a concert at tompkins park in new york city um it was uh put on by a bunch of hardcore bands they're just like fuck it we're putting on a show and they put on a show it was like mad ball uh, sick of it all uh Hell yeah. Mags. i forget what other bands were up there but and dude the fucking hardcore community is like reeing so bad right now yeah. They're like the super spreader event. How dare you? We're not ready. Like just freaking out. Like you should oh, hear that. God. And just the, some of the posts that people are making, like some guys like tr- trying to rip on me uh, just because I was like, wow, you guys suck. Like you guys are just such bitches. Seriously. And, oh, man, it's bad. Some of the, like you should hear some of the, the posts people make. Like they're like, I, I'm trying. I can't find it right now. It probably take me too long. Look, but there was something along the same like just because the government says something, you know, you guys are against it. You guys are, pl- you know, if the government told you to not jump off a, or not to jump off a bridge. Would you do it? Like, really? That's oh. your argument, there, dude. Like, that's your argument. I'm like, dude, how many people are vaccinated right now, and how many people oh, are? Yeah, like, so especially in New York, you know, like the level of you know, infection there. People have it like it's outside. It was outside event. A uh, Wisdom and Chains also played that. Oh, dude, they're so fucking libertarian, dude. I saw Wisdom and Chains, Madball, and Sick It of All like in Baltimore like years ago. Yeah, it was that like, show. I mean, dude, he's fuck. He voted for Ron Paul. Like I saw him years ago with like Death Threat in Philly, and he was just like, yeah, fucking Ron Paul, one hundred percent. He's like, he's like, yeah, lead guitarist. Yeah, it was Mad Joe, and he was just like, yeah, he was like one of his shows he was rocking a ron paul shirt and uh he was like oh yeah i'm still working on my lead guitar she's like an obama bot but he'll come around so <laughs> oh yeah so this yeah. is what they're mad about so john joseph he's the lead singer of the the one of the cro bands uh since they split up him and harley flanagan um 
But yeah, anyway, he so this is what this guy posted. He said, imagine being this fucking out of touch. What an absolute clown show. And he screenshot this. is So this is John Joseph talking. And he mm. said he's just responding to somebody. He says, love you, brother, for this message. Here's the thing. Everybody was silent when tens of thousands of people protesting in the streets even rioted and looted businesses or the big weed smoke out on 420 Washington Square Park, sharing blunts, drinking, whatever. We got back to doing what we do, and it was great to have everybody there. Fuck that's, yeah, that's all you got to say. He, people are so mad at this. They're just like fucking just going off. So, of course, I do my I do my my uh, attack the left from the left bit. So I, I comment, I was like, imagine being a bitch to Big Pharma and the government bourgeoisie. <laughs> hey, people are like, so someone responded back is libertarian moment question mark i'm like dude, you're, you're stupid like i don't know <laughs> i got five people laughing at me dude it's I'm happening like, it's, uh, just, it's ridiculous people are freaking out over an outside show yeah outside like and you sure. didn't have to go so they're calling it they're just calling it a super spreader pit a super spreader mosh pit like oh god shut uh, up how many times how many times are they gonna cry wolf how many fucking times it's been the Super Bowl, the like, dude, WrestleMania, oh, yeah. wrestle, dude, the fact that Texas Florida, opening up. the fact that Florida exists and <laughs> like, it's just like, come it on. It goes now. against the narrative. It, it does. It yeah. really does. When like the simple, they see, there's no nuance in the arguments. They're literally just no. saying, well, Texas is opening up. Therefore, it's going to be bodies in the street. Like they're saying ridiculous things like this could be like, you just read the headlines and you just read the headlines and it's, they make it a simplistic argument. So when you go yeah. back to them and say, Hey, look, hospitalizations didn't spike. They actually went down after three weeks after the, the event that was held. Uh, I remember yeah. there was like 20 plus thousand at te- when the Texas Rangers opened up their ballpark. 100%, um, 40%, like the whole stadium. Yeah, filled. and 20,000 showed, and they said that it was going to be a super spreader event. This yeah. is dangerous. How could you just, you, you care more about money, making money than the lives of the people. And literally, everything's gone down in Texas since then. Explain it. Yeah. Like you made it a simple argument of it's going to, everything's going to get bad, and it didn't go bad. So now what's your argument? It, it just and then they'll say they'll take claim over and say, oh, well, they were acting responsibly. But I was like, but that's not what you said. You said that they weren't <laughs> acting responsibly because they should. Yeah, people can't pictures. act responsibly. Only the right. government can. Phil. Right. Exactly. And it's just like that's not what your argument. Your argument was that they were gonna, that they weren't wearing masks. People were actually not wearing masks and they were sitting next to each other and there was no restrictions. It's just stupid. Like their arguments are just so dumb. And they constantly move the goalposts. And whenever yeah. something bad that. happens, they're like, well, it, you know, think about how worse it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> or how it's just like it's you never win. Government's always right. The sky, the sky is falling all the time with these doomers, you know, chicken littles, the whole pretty, lot of them. Pretty much. I mean, how many more times? I mean, Florida, they had uh, WrestleMania. I don't even know. WrestleMania is now two days. That was in Tampa after the Super Bowl. They had a big uh, um, MMA fight, you know, in uh, I think Jacksonville full capacity. You know, it's like, at what point do you realize that you're being lied to? You're just buying into this bullshit. Just stop already. But you're going to see pockets today. Uh, girl and I went to brunch. Of course, I was, yeah, speaking of uh, white boy sunburn, Phil, like I was the <laughs> I was the lone one there. We're just out there to support her cousin who DJs. And uh, it was in um, Mount Vernon. So I'm like, ooh, I don't know, right by the art college. But... small business small business like you go in they had security they were all strapped and everything it's cool 
you go in and it was a really nice bar and restaurant on Maryland Avenue. Dude, you know where it was? It was I was right- gonna say it's near it, Charm City Art Space. Room, yes. And I was telling Tierra, okay. I was like, oh shit. Like, I guarantee Phil and I bumped into shows. We didn't even like know each other then, but we probably That's saw cool. we've had to see so many bands at Charm City Art Space, which was yep. like Dude, if they still had shows there, imagine the idiots in that neighborhood be like, oh, my God, it's a super spreader event. Like, like 70 some hardcore kids packed in a fucking Baltimore basement row home. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, remember that? Remember? Hey, remember in the not so long ago past in the before times, we used to pack row homes to see hardcore bands. Like, remember the fucking uh, dude, it was the trapped under ice. Like, like they were filming show. their it was their last. It was one of the. I didn't last, go to the last show. Yeah, I didn't go to that. Dude, it was insane. My buddy Char- Charlie and I, dude, we couldn't even get in the motherfucker. Like we were just sat outside. Like it was packed. And yep. anyways, I digress. But it was right up the street. It was right up the street from there, you know. And again, it was like outside, like courtyard, wide open. Her cousin was DJing. It was just like bottomless mimosas. It was just like cash app to get in. So cash business, you know. They had like. Dude, they had bottle service. Like it was like bump, 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 like brunch Sunday, you know, like they didn't give a shit. Like it was just wide open. Only dude, barely the staff was wearing masks. They didn't care. And, you know, people are just sick and tired of this. Just leave us the fuck alone. We're going to live our life. We're going to do what we want to do. Don't enforce your bullshit on me anymore. And it's happening, you know, but yeah. yeah I was, it really inspired me. Like I really wanted to write an article about this. Yeah, I really wanted to write an article about this, and I kind of just been putting it off. And I still think it's relevant. That I mean, write. This... <laughs> I'm very, I'm a prolific writer. Dude, okay? How much you guys I, miss live music? You know, that's my point. Is is I miss music so much, and I took it for granted after. But and then I'm thinking to myself, like there was really bad flu seasons where we would all pile into shows, and I like my shirt would be soaked with other people's sweat. And people be jumping on my head, hit like just everyone touching each other within like this close to my face. Yeah, like the a entire guard. time. Like, like when I saw we went, and, and nobody cared. Like nobody cared. No one wore masks. And these yeah. are I mean, it's flu season. And just think about it like yeah. hypothetically, like some of these flu seasons were pretty bad that we went through. And we all just kind of knew the risk. We'd go in there and we'd get people would walk on our heads, you know, right. they, they would get punched in the face, kicked and, you know, people right. get knocked out, lose teeth. You know, like these are some pretty hard ass fucking shows. Yeah. And we just we all took the risk and we went in and I, I, and everyone was fine for it. And I, I yeah. just think like, why, when are we going to go back to this now that everybody's scared? Yeah. When is the time when I mean, so many people are vaccinated. So many people have gotten the virus. So many people like what's the excuse now like what's the excuse like what are the parameters yeah. like Fauci can't you can't get one word out of this dude he will not tell you he just says well when the, the he's like you'll know it when the cases go down yeah what does that go down to what and like tell me like tell me give me a parameter give me a goal like let's have a goal in this if this is what you if this is what you're going to do like and then if once we get to it then we're going to open up and we can never wear masks again. Like, like, you know, it's just, they just keep moving goalposts and it just sucks. And it's like, I want to go to a live fucking show where I'm not having to sit down at a table behind a plastic screen. Yeah. Which is, I'm like, Oh my God. Just Fauci, shut, Fauci, shut the fuck up. Like, I just want him to get like morried in like uh good fellas, you know? And like, 
gets the fucking ice pick in the back of the neck. Like, shut the fuck. I thought he'd never shut the fuck up. You know, like, you know, dude. And the, and the cove idiots, man, the cove idiots, like you said, Phil, it's like, remember when hardcore was hardcore. Remember when punk was punk, like our boy, Davey yeah. simulated Davey tweeted out um, our boy down in Florida. You know, if those don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, he, he tweeted out like, dude, punk is cut. And it was all like fat Mike and a bunch of other, like, just, <sighs> just showing their vaccine virtue signal selfies. And I'm like, oh, you're so fucking gross. Like that is, I mean, gross. well, they are probably old enough that they're probably in the Democrat. They probably, they're probably- <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're it's one thing to get now. it. It's another to like, do like the fucking like social media bullshit. Right. It's like, like I'm just, going to okay. get my Krispy Kreme. I'm 400 pounds and I got my shot. <laughs> yeah. Your name is Fat Mike for a reason. Maybe, I don't know, like figure out like, you know, like, come on, dude. Like virtue signaling. Oh, God, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, like, man. And like, and just thinking that like, I keep telling people about this, like it sounds like received. such a conspiracy thing. But, you know, the the Moderna, I was Moderna, I think that's what it was, was the uh, the vaccine was created in two days. Uh, well, that was probably. the J and J one you were talking no, about. No, no, it's that's the Moderna one, right? It's not the Johnson and Johnson. And they're and saying that's the that one that, that yeah, has and a like, that's It sounds like, dude, go look it up. There's a Bloomberg article in Bloomberg. It says like from December, December thirtieth, I think it is, and they say how like how what a modern miracle this is to develop a vaccine in two days. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm nervous. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I don't know. Cool, like good for you, but I'm not taking it. I'll let, I'll let everybody get herd immunity. Yeah. I'll let, are, I, hey, my parent, my parents got vaccinated because they're fucking. My dad's the poster child for the comorbidities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like I, I tell you, he, he has he's had like triple bypass surgery, heart valve replacement. He has ca- several ca- like his skin cancer, he had throat cancer. Uh, you know, he's a diabetic from Agent Orange in Vietnam, and like he's just and he's like in almost his 80s or he's yeah. like mid 70s. I mean, so if you dig like, in past the headline, though, it's there's more to it than that. I mean, the technology, it's basically like if you printed out like, you know, a, a birthday card and you already had the template there and you're like, well, we just have to add a few things and then boot. But anyways, pretty crazy. let's take I'm, this on over to the after. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I say I'm one not, more thing before we go? Yo, just yeah, want to say that um, during the pandemic, like a lot of podcasts either stayed the same or like got worse but it was really nice to watch you guys get way better and uh you really had the who's who of libertarians on like vermin supreme joe jorgensen herself uh dave smith did you guys have spike cohen too mm-hmm. oh yeah that that was a shirtless episode we're all banned from the beach <laughs> yeah so like you guys are really killing it that's like really impressive to me and uh i hope you keep it up Oh, thanks, man. You missed Appreciate a it, great time to shit on us. You, uh, you were like, and you guys were just went way worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been all downhill since. Uh, right. Well, no, thank you for the kind words, Eric. We appreciate Dude, it. it was awesome. It was awesome conversating, Eric. So, yeah, yeah thanks. Take it over. Yeah, oh, so let, yeah, let's go. Let's take this over to the after hours. And you, you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, well, how do I listen to this after hours podcast? Well, I have the answer for you, Mr. Listener, who doesn't know how to listen to our after hours. You go to our Patreon. You subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. Get you access to our After Hours podcast, which we're going to record right after this. So we're going to have some juicy details about some events that transpired that we don't have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it for you guys. 
Yep. So if you want to go over there, give us five dollar a month, ten dollar a month. You guys get a free T-shirt if Jared remembers to send them out to you. Um, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so check that. And if you don't also don't want to sign up for Patreon or give them any other your support, you can go to prlfans.com and find other ways to help support the show. We greatly appreciate it. Um, speaking of other ways to support the show, you can go over to libertariancountry.com and uh, buy lots of our T-shirts. Um, I still got to send some designs over. We're trying to get ourselves like a whole collection of T-shirts. So I'm uh, we'll just look for that in the near future. Hell yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty dope. But you guys uh, get yourself a 10% discount if you use the code PRL or PRL podcast. And if you spend $50 or more, you get yourself a 20% discount by using the code PRL2. And um, uh, tonight brought to you by um, uh, Moral Bob's podcast, Hidden in Plain Sight. And until next time, live free or die. You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can't put freedom in that point in a fine land To support the truth that bring them home I believe the jokes will do the best for you And I believe that we have the power Have the power Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!